welcome to Rejoice and Testify, a faith-building podcast about finding joy in Jesus Christ and the Book of Mormon. I'm your host, Sharice. I'm Navajo in Omaha, a military wife, mother, and a daughter of God who delights in being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's guest is my good friend Miriam. We met last summer after both of our families were stationed in Oahu, and I've loved getting to know her. She's really amazing and so fun to hang out and talk with. Miriam is from Haiti. She's a military wife and mother, loves food with flavor, and she especially loves going on hikes with her family and sitting and relaxing on the beach watching the ocean while reflecting on life and surrendering to the calm. Miriam's parents were Catholic, and when she was young, they divorced. When she was about five years old, her mom ran into her childhood friend, who recently returned home from his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And after they talked, he sent the missionaries to Miriam's mom's house, and she was baptized a week later. Some neat history about the returned missionary is that he was the first Haitian to be baptized in Haiti, and he was also the first full-time missionary called from Haiti. And the story doesn't end there. He married Miriam's mom, and together they have done really incredible work in helping spread the restored gospel of Jesus Christ in Haiti and throughout the Caribbean. When Miriam was 11, her stepdad started working for the church educational system for the entire Caribbean, and they moved to Puerto Rico. While there, Miriam started to have a hard time with the young women at church, and she distanced herself from everyone. When she was 15, her stepdad, who was the bishop at the time, was inspired to give her a calling to be a ward mission leader and to also help in the library and primary. One day, while she was out with the sister missionaries, they asked her if she could bear her testimony of the Book of Mormon to a family they were teaching, and she told them she actually didn't have a testimony of the Book of Mormon, and she was just tagging along. The missionaries were surprised and suggested to her that she should work on her testimony of the Book of Mormon. She didn't focus much on the Book of Mormon because up to this point in her life, she mostly read from the Bible, being that her dad was a devout Catholic and she went to church with him, and her mom was a convert from the Catholic Church and she loved reading the Bible. So Miriam didn't lean much on the Book of Mormon. However, she gave serious thought to what the sister missionary said and started reading, studying, and praying about the Book of Mormon. One day, as she was reading in the Book of Omni, it was Omni chapter 1, verse 9, that the Spirit strongly spoke to her and made such an impact on her. Most would read over Omni 1, verse 9, without much thought, because that one verse was written by one person, Chemish, and it's all he wrote before passing it to his son. But it was so significant to Miriam at the time, because, being that she was the daughter of faithful parents who were doing such big things for the church, she felt there were a lot of expectations for her to fulfill. So at that moment, she felt so identified with Chemish because the Spirit helped her understand she doesn't have to be amazing like those before her and do all those same things and that all she has to do is her part and it will be impactful for somebody else. Miriam said Chemish might have thought that what he wrote meant nothing, and he might have been embarrassed to only put that one verse, but it meant the world to her because it made her see that the Book of Mormon was about real people that had real feelings, 
that went through the same things we've gone through, and we're all just trying our best, and the Lord doesn't expect for you to be like this person or that person. He just wants you to be you. Miriam knows that as she continually puts faith in Jesus Christ, she can get through any trial, challenge, or struggle she faces. She knows that the Lord is mindful of all his children. Aloha, friends. Today I'm here with my very good friend, Miriam, and I'll let her share the scripture that she's going to share. Okay. So my scripture is in Alma chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. And I like this scripture because um, when I was a, a missionary at the MTC, we had a great instructor, Brother Newby, who basically asked us, why do we believe in Jesus Christ? And why is it that he's so important? You know, we said all the same thing. He's our savior. He did this and did that. And he explained the fall so beautifully that it started making sense in our minds. And when he read this scripture, I have never felt more gratitude for my Savior than I did at the time when he read it. So I'll just read it. It says, And he shall go forth, suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people, and he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. I love that scripture. Yeah. Because it's everything. It explains why he's our Savior. Yes, that's really beautiful. And I love that you, as a missionary, you know, you are still at the begin, the very beginning of your mission. Mm-hmm. And you're in the MTC learning so much. And then to have that scripture speak, the Spirit was speaking to you, mm-hmm. to testify to you. So as a missionary, you could go and share that with the world. Because <laughs> where did you serve? On Temple Square. Right. And there's so many people that come to Temple Square, right? Yeah. So that's that's a really great scripture, just like you were saying. Yeah, and if we're going to be representatives of Jesus Christ, we should probably know (laughs) (laughs) exactly why, you know, why we need to completely put our faith in him, because he is the one who has the power to succor his people. Yeah. On your mission... Do you have any experiences where you felt like he was suckering you? Oh, I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of, a lot of experience that way. Um, There's one that came to mind right now, but it's, um, it was also towards the beginning of my mission. Um, I had an amazing companion, Sister Shay from Zambia. And uh, I was, for some reason, I started questioning or studying a lot about pre-earth life mm-hmm. and the idea that I lived with Heavenly Father before and that I was his beloved daughter before. So I started really thinking about all of that. And I remember saying a prayer and during my morning studies about it. And 
I just felt completely overwhelmed by the spirit when I was there, like complete to the point where I couldn't stand up. Like I had to just kneel down on the floor and it's like, he was telling me, yes, I am your father. I am. And I felt like it lasted forever that we were there in this communion, like him telling me, you are my daughter, you know? And then afterwards I I was done. I, I came to kind of thing. And I opened the door and I told my companion, I'm so sorry that we're going to be so late. Sorry that I took so long. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was just in here. And I'm like, what do you mean you were just in here? I've been in there for hours. (laughs) She's like, no, I was just in there. So I'm not allowed to doubt that he's my father. Because he, and, and like, I don't know. It's, I'm grateful that the atonement has allowed me to have that connection with Heavenly Father. Because without Jesus Christ, we could not reach our Heavenly Father. Yes. And it's only through Him that we have that access. So I'm very grateful that He sacrificed so much that I would be able to pray to my Father. Yeah, that's really incredible. And those kinds of experiences are like life-changing. Mm-hmm. You don't forget those. No, never. You don't. <laughs> never, never. I have a little book where I write all these very sacred, special experiences. Make sure I write them all down. That's great. And you're a mom of all boys like me. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> right? <laughs> and as a mom, it's so important to raise our children to up unto the Lord and help them understand that they are also children of God. Mm -hmm. right yeah are there any ways that you like to teach your boys um my boys it's interesting because all three of them have very different personalities yes so they each learn differently Mm -hmm. um but one of the things i enjoy doing with them is are those videos so we get whatever little miniature figures that we have at the house and we'll just recreate the stories in the scriptures and i'll record it and we'll just make little mini videos. And they love that. Because then they remember the scripture. Um, they remember the story a little bit more. And it's fun. It's like a time that I get to spend with them making those videos. So we're looking forward to the Book of Mormon ones to try to make more of those little videos. Now they want to do them with Legos. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be interesting. But I love being able to make those stories with them. Because I'm hoping that later on these stories will come to mind when they need them. Yes, filling their buckets with with as much as we can so that when they're faced with trials that these stories will come back to the surface and that's what they'll remember and they will Mm -hmm. because that's one thing I love about the Book of Mormon it's about a book of remembrance Mm -hmm. and there's always parents teaching their children about Jesus Christ about his gospel and One of my favorite scriptures is Helaman 5.12, when Alma is talking to his sons, his three sons, and he's telling them, remember, remember that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yeah. I have a cool story with that scripture. Yeah, go ahead. When I was on on my mission, um, we were just walking around. On Sundays, usually, the square gets filled with mostly members. So most of the time it's not members, but on Sundays, there's a lot of people that's their Sunday activity where they come to Temple Square. 
and we bumped into a family who had just um, finished watching the Joseph Smith movie, which is what they were showing at the time when I was a missionary. And I had just read that scripture about him talking to his sons. Um, so we bumped into this dad, and he had his children and his wife, and um, I said, can I share a scripture with you? And I shared that scripture. And I told him, you know, these are the memories you remember, the memories that you have with your children, just like you remember things with your parents and what they taught you. And he got very emotional. And he said um, that he, they had just buried his father. I don't know if it was the day before or something. They were just coming to Temple Square to get that uplifting or something. Yeah. And that scripture spoke to him to remind him to just remember what his dad has taught him this whole time, what his dad has taught him. I thought, it's so amazing how the Book of Mormon was able to, like, I, I read it that morning and it was for him. Right. Yeah. Only the Spirit knew. Yeah. And it just it confirmed, you know, that the message was supposed to be brought for him. Right, for him. Yeah. To remember. Yeah. That's really beautiful. So, Miriam, how has the Book of Mormon strengthened your testimony of Jesus Christ? Um, I think it has a way of... I'm a big believer of understanding. When you understand something, the Spirit is... It's easier for the Spirit to testify to you. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's hard for somebody to gain a witness if they're not really understanding the concept of what's going on. I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah. But I feel like the Book of Mormon has a way of explaining and filling the gaps so that you understand the plan of salvation a little bit more. Not that I'm saying that I understand it all, because there's still <laughs> a lot that I don't understand. But I feel like by the way it explains it and the way it makes it so real, then the Spirit is able to testify a little bit more and confirm it a little bit more. And that's how our faith grows. And with faith brings hope, right? Yeah. So that's what I like about the Book of Mormon. Like I, I always feel closer because of my understanding. Like the light bulb turns on a little bit. Like, oh, that's what that means. As opposed to just a cool story you read that made you feel good and that's it. But it just brings more faith because you're understanding things. Right. And like opening your mind a little bit so and what I love about you because I know a little bit more about you is how you're helping your own people um, understand the Book of Mormon understand any church material mm -hmm. right because yeah. you're a translator for the church yeah it's been very rewarding to do that I'm absolutely very grateful that I get to participate in the translation work it's humbling, too. Like, you're trying to do your best. <laughs> Sometimes you sit there like, I hope I just don't forget everything while they're standing in front of me. I hope it's still there. Oh, it's still there. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, I've loved some of your stories, how you have to be really in tune with the Spirit. When you're in translation mm -hmm. mode, like, you have to be in your quiet areas. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of, like, when they were probably a lot of these prophets when they were writing the Book of Mormon. Yeah. 
it's because I also do translation for other things. It, it's different when you're doing it for the for the church and for things that, like a talk, you want to convey exactly what the speaker was trying to convey. Right. You want them to get the spirit the spirit of it too. Yes. Not just the words. Yes, and then I know within other languages they might not have that word that we're so familiar with within mm-hmm. our church. And so... You have to find the ones that are familiar to them. Right. Because you know? um, in Haiti, we use a lot of sayings. It's a very descriptive language. Like, we, we have a little saying for everything. So whenever something is applicable, I try to incorporate those as much as I can to help with understanding. Because if you understand, then the Spirit can really testify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. What does it mean to you to know that you are a beloved child of God? That you can conquer the world. You can do it all. Really. <laughs> My kids are probably sick and tired of me saying this, but whenever we're about to say a prayer and I see them like lounging, like, I'm not <laughs> a prayer, I like pause and I say, think about who you're going to talk to. This is creator of the oceans creator the master of you know the mountains the sun the skies and i tell him that I'm like yeah. he created all of this and you get to talk to him this is who we're about to talk to and they're all like fine <laughs> <laughs> sit up straight a little bit I'm like how amazing is that that yeah. we have a direct line with an all-powerful being like really He's never busy. Yeah, always available. He's always listening. <laughs> always available and always willing mm-hmm. to listen to me complain about how my dinner didn't turn out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> always available. And yeah, what greater strength you have, you know? And I choose to rely on somebody who has seen the play and knows the ending, you know? Right. Yeah. So who better to rely on? I know. Sometimes I forget that. and But I'm really grateful that his unconditional love is always right there. Oh, we all forget. <laughs> That's why the Book of Mormon is a book of remembering, because we all forget all the time. We need to be reminded again and again. That's all of us, unfortunately. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, or you squeezed it all out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this was really great to be able to help. Good. Yeah, really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. I loved how Miriam said that the Book of Mormon has a way of explaining things and filling in the gaps so that we can understand things better and it becomes real to us because of the way the Spirit testifies to us that it is true, and through this our faith grows. This is one of the reasons why I love studying the scriptures so much, especially using our church's Come Follow Me manual. I remember when President Nelson first announced at the October 2018 General Conference a new curriculum we would be using. He said the purpose of this new curriculum would, quote, strengthen families and individuals through a home-centered and church-supported plan to learn doctrine, strengthen family, and foster greater personal worship, unquote. I personally thought it was such a great idea, 
And when our family got our first Come Follow Me book with all the lessons, I was really excited. In the beginning of my Come Follow Me study, I compared it to Nephi building the ship to get to the promised land, because as Latter-day Saints, we are preparing for the Lord's second coming and will build the new Jerusalem to live with the Savior during the millennial days. I knew that doing Come Follow Me individually and with my family, it would teach us how to build the ship, so to speak, and get us to the promised land, the new Jerusalem. Are you following me? I hope that makes sense. I know Come Follow Me is only a part of the things we need to be doing, but it is a very important part, and when we keep at it faithfully and diligently, with a good attitude like Nephi, we will be incredibly blessed and strengthened to live the gospel and make and keep our covenants with the Lord. Because if we do the opposite, like Nephi's brothers, and complain and make excuses, we won't move forward with spiritual momentum that our prophet President Nelson has said we need in these latter days to progress in this eternal journey. Maybe you've noticed, based on my thoughts at the end of each episode, I have a special way that I like to study the Come Follow Me lessons. Studying it like this has been extremely beneficial and eye-opening to me. I'll share with you what I do. First, I read over the section I am on for that day. I pick a question from that section and write it down in my Rejoice and Testify journal. Then I pray and ask Heavenly Father about that question. After praying, I open to the end of my Book of Mormon where I left off and start reading and looking for my answer. Once I find my answer, I write it down in my journal, as well as my thoughts and feelings about it. Then I pray in thanks for what I was taught. This has been such a great way to hear the Lord, and writing everything down in a journal is so important because I learned from Elder Richard D. Scott and others that one of the key parts to hear Him is to have a journal and a pen in hand to receive revelation. I know when I have my pen in hand, the Lord says, Oh, she's serious today. So, as I do this, the Spirit has taught me marvelous and great things that make me rejoice and testify of what I've learned. I hope this can be helpful to you. This week, I've already learned so many thought-provoking and fantastic things. It's hard to share only one, but under the section of 1 Nephi chapters 16-18, through 18, where it says, The Savior will help me face life's challenges, I asked the question about what I can learn from Nephi about facing adversity with faith in Jesus Christ. Then I opened my Book of Mormon to Ether 12, and after reading the whole chapter, which talks about some really powerful things, my answer came in the last few verses where Moroni is saying that he's met Jesus Christ and talked with him face to face. And in verse 41, Moroni encourages us to seek this Jesus who the prophets and apostles have written about. The answer actually didn't dawn on me until I was writing something next to verse 41 about something our state president said at our state conference last Sunday about how he hasn't personally seen Jesus Christ face to face, yet he has met Jesus Christ. He said he's met Jesus Christ and gotten to know him as he's read the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon, as he's prayed and felt the love of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and received answers to his prayers. And lastly, he met the Savior when he's repented of his sins and felt the Lord's forgiveness. So the answer to my question about what I could learn from Nephi about facing adversity with faith in Jesus Christ is that I need to seek Jesus and come to know him. Because 
When I put my faith in Jesus Christ and study the scriptures, pray, and repent, just like Nephi, Moroni, and even my stake president, I can face any challenging thing in my life and have the strength and ability to get through it all. Isn't that so powerful? So now I ask you a question. Are you working on building your ship to get to the promised land? Do you have the desire to come to know Jesus Christ? If so, I really encourage you to seek this Jesus by using your own personal liahona and praying and asking questions either from the Come Follow Me manual or any personal question you have and open your Book of Mormon and find your answers and write about it in your journal and give thanks to the Lord. I know as you do this, you will meet Jesus Christ and come to truly know Him. As you do this, your life will begin to change in more ways than you could ever imagine, and you will be able to rejoice and testify of Jesus Christ and His everlasting goodness and love. Thank you so much for being here, and may you always walk in beauty. If you have any questions, you can email me at rejoiceandtestify at gmail.com. This podcast is not sponsored by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.